coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. No, you're not ready. No, I'm not ready. I was before. How about now? Okay. I'm ready Wait. to pee my pants. Wait, yeah. Wait, no. We're good. We're good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode I'm of Freshly Pissed. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Brewers Blues Reviews. Childish Podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox. With me today is Big Earn. Longtime listener, first time caller. And <laughs> it's going to be a good day. I'm, I'm ready for a good podcast. Yeah. And Chris. I love a good podcast. Tell when, me when you're on one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Chris. a little Staller and Waldorf for you. <laughs> Such a lame joke. But hey, we love lame jokes here. right? And we are here in Sioux Falls for day two. Uh, and we're here at Remedy Brewing. We're here with Tyler and Donovan. Hey, guys. Hello. 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 Thanks for coming. Uh, Glad sh- to be here. Just to confirm, it's short Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not There's, tall Tyler? Not tall. Yeah. When Anything you're six under 6'5 six, is for the week. Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat <laughs> in the bed, in the brewery. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Remini Brewing, Absolutely. Tyler. Uh, gosh. Um, so who are you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I am short Tyler. So Tyler is my name. I'm one of the co-founders of Remini Brewing Company. A uh, bunch of similar story. A bunch of college buddies wanted to make some beer together because it was cheaper than you know, maybe perhaps allegedly paying someone to maybe get an alcohol, a beverage when you're not 21. Who would ever do such a thing? I've <laughs> never heard of it. That nope, never happened. seems wrong. But we brewed for a bit and then everyone uh, kind of graduated and went in their way and then came back. And I was working in an actual hospital setting for a while and some real nerd shit and some cancer genetics research, uh, biology background. Some, <laughs> some real nerd Beautiful. shit, yeah. saving lives. Yeah. Yeah. We love the nerd shit around here, that's for sure. But that's where it came from. Was uh, My other partner, Matt, came back, and he's uh, kind of more business side of things. And then basically they were homebrewing in the corner, my other partner, Jason, and I didn't know shit about brewing whatsoever. This mm-hmm. is probably 2013. Looked over at those cowboys in the corner, bubbling, smelling like uh, hippo farts and sulfur. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, is that legal? I mean, do I need to call a certain uh, agency or something? But uh, no, kind of picked up the How to Brew textbooks by Mosher and the others. I'm like, oh, shit, this is like lab stuff. Like, okay, I'll dig yeah. in. And Some real science and shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> science. Uh, killing with science. And then uh, basically, long story short, kind of challenged the other two to be like, all right, let's make a beer that I could drink in a restaurant thinking it'd be some, and it was one of the beers we're sampling today. It was our first beer. Was, Which uh, one? Well, the Queen Bee. Honey, Queen Bee? The Imperial yeah. Honey Cream Meal. Oh, so, that was a, that was your first one. It was the first beer I challenged them, like, make this taste like something I would drink in a restaurant, and then I'll join your team and tell my wife, who was pregnant, that I'm leaving a stable job to go start do a startup brewery. So... <laughs> I always did it, and yeah. So, so how, how uh, freaked out was the pregnant wife about that? Uh, uh, surprisingly, chill. So like, really? To the point where I'm like, is she going to leave me? Because she didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay now. I'm remarried, yeah. and you know, I moved on with my life. Half so her are already packed, anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah, no, we did that and looked around and opened up a five barrel uh, brew house and tap room in Sioux Falls here in 2017. 
went well, learned, got mm-hmm. better, made some terrible mistakes, and cried in the cooler quite a bit. And then in 2019, we opened <laughs> up our 30-barrel uh, production brewery and cannery, and now we're in uh, Omaha Lincoln. Uh, so when's the Frozen Apple's. Tears beer coming out? Uh, I am a Vikings fan, so I have Frozen Tears every year. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> yes, that is a, that is a Vikings riff, yes, yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, so so open up in 2019. That was right before the, the you know the pandemic hit. So what are you talking about? How, how are you guys? Uh, what pandemic? Yeah. What pump? Pandemic. So how did you guys? How were you guys able to survive through it? Uh, you just do like some to go from the brewery, or do you have a nice distribution setup? So yeah, the uh, downtown uh, tap room. We basically transitioned to crowlers and beer to go. In South Dakota, you can't go direct to consumer. So I'd love to drive an ice cream truck around and go to people's right. like, ding, 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 and watch the, you know, the adults follow through and the kids get left behind. Yeah. But, wow, uh, that sounds like my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we did that. And then we actually had some fantastic uh, support from our retailers around here, too, doing huge displays of our canned product at your different grocery stores and liquor stores. Everyone really stepped up and came together and it wasn't pretty and uh, tightened the belt and, you know, got the war stories and got at it and got tough and came out the other end and now we're, we're kicking some ass and we're growing. So yeah, I'm pretty busy in here today. Yeah. Most, mostly full tables. Yeah. Didn't like Donovan it. say, Oh, don't worry about oh, yeah. Saturday afternoons. Nobody hardly ever shows up and here it's packed. Hey, I haven't bartended in six months. So, you know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Well, Hey, this is great. And I got to tell you, we sent a lot of great beers today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who else is involved with uh, Remedy Brewing with you, Tyler? So, yeah, I uh, got another partner uh, named Matt, and I alluded to earlier. He's a good buddy of mine. We went to Augustana College together. And then our other partner, uh, Jason, we met at uh, the same time. So, it was the three of us. And then um, I kind of looked back at our old files, and it's like, how to business. You know? <laughs> <laughs> These we know a dummies guy. We know yeah. a former ba- uh, girls basketball coach from Augustana. Okay. We talked to him yesterday, you asshole. Yeah, yeah. Knox yeah. is looking at me like I'm a fucking moron. Oh, I'm like, which one is that again? Yes. This is, I mean, this is a really good community here, uh, especially beer, beer community here in Sioux Falls. Oh, I mean, big, you have how many breweries here in town now? Uh, just downtown, there's like seven. 3,600? Yeah, 4,000.5. <laughs> the point is important. But yeah. It's only half of one. <laughs> I, always, I always tell people. They're remodeling. And <laughs> that uh, Sioux Falls and especially South Dakota as a whole has a really sneaky good beer scene that people are starting to take notice of, I think, in one of the border states in their own area. So. Yeah, uh, more people need to take notice because, yeah. I think Minnesota need to take notice of your fucking distribution lines. You guys can actually do different size cans. Yeah. Minnesota, I, get it together. You read, you know, hey, yeah. our words. Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Watch your you mean guys turn to sender. You yeah. Back out of dumb shit. Get rid of your. <laughs> Your, your your antiquated distribution laws and, and model yourself after South Dakota. They got great distribution laws here. But you can even actually just as of a few years ago uh, self distribute in our state too. So if you're a small you know brewery that we were when we opened up and you want to get a keg of your beer to Joe's Bar across the street, you no longer have to get a truck to come get it from you. Take it to their warehouse, bring it all the way back to Joe's Bar, and then take a markup on it. So. Uh, we are at the other side of things where we love our distribution partners and they're, they're kicking ass for us and they're growing, but that's just going back to the South Dakota beer scene where uh, it's fun for me to see everything work from the small, super artisanal, super small batch, ultra premium, 
all the way up to the in between the beer for everybody, and then you know sending some beer to two three states as well. It's really taken off here in our state. So that's important. Yeah, that's great. More you just walk a keg down to another bar and be like, sell this for us? Pretty like, much. Sweet. So you really could drive around in a van or whatever. With it, the, it's a beer truck, beer truck Ernie, not a weird van. With the bell and have the guys come out. Of course, <laughs> over 21. As long as it's going to a retailer, yes. So if it's Well, like, you're on uh, the way to yeah. Walmart. I mean, if I push it off <laughs> and, and you start, pick it up. Yeah. And, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> free will donation. Of, that, that didn't happen, no. Oh, shit. This is not, this is <laughs> not, not a OSHA thing. Do-do-do. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, how how many different batches have you gone through so far since you opened up? Oh my gosh, I think we did that math a long time. Uh, I want to say we did about three hundred different beers alone down here. Wow! In four years, so but El Numero One has always been Queen Bee. <sighs> it's the I love that beer, but it's like a mystery bit to me because it's a seven point three percent cream ale with a bunch of honey. But people will drink that if they're going for like a session. Let's say it's, I always kind of have the anecdotes like it's good at bowling league and it's good at the opera, you know? <laughs> for real, you'll have the people drink one glass at a nicer high end place and you'll have the people get a picture of that shit and get at it as they're trying to roll some strikes, you know? Yeah. So, you love it. <laughs> well, let's, let's grab that beer real quick and we'll try it out. Um, what can you tell us about brewing this, this wonderful thing? And you also have something called Worker Bee, which Worker is a lower bee. ABV That's right. uh, cousin of this beer. So. Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, so Queen Bee, it started out was, uh, that was that beer I challenged uh, Matt and Jason to be like, make something for me that tastes like I drink it at a restaurant. I'm like, okay, damn, well, that's pretty good. Basically with that beer, it's uh, nothing fancy on the grain bill or anything like that. We use uh, the yeast strain is kind of a blend of a, like a Cali Common with a little bit of a London strain to it, to, it, to give it a little unique Esters. body to it, a little, little estuary boy to it. Was and she then, on Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Kelly Cuoco. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, I actually wait for uh, Brandon to come. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sure he to really sorry. love this joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry back, senor. It's I'll say it chair, again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we should all just talk, stop talking so we can relish that joke for a little bit anyway. Uh, do what you got to do. So the thing about the cream ale, Donovan, is, you're uh, gonna love this joke. Is that <laughs> yes? I don't is that you're adding corn to the, moment. To, the, to the mash, right? Oh yeah, that was a lovely homebrewing mistake. That was that was fantastic. Oh, uh, what, what was the mistake? So we didn't know, or we knew it. Uh, There's a compound called DMS, dimethyl sulfide, and for people who aren't into chemistry or biology, is uh, it DMS a rapper that just passed away? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> must be the chair it's definitely <laughs> it's not the chair <laughs> but anyway uh, in most uh, like pilsner malts and especially corn that's boiled off in the process but when we were home brewing we had the lid on the boil kettle so it just hit the lid and dropped back in and then the, the polite way I can describe that is like boiled cabbage and olive oil flavor so it's you know, <laughs> fantastic beer uh, so that, that's a fun one there and then uh, yeah the cream ale, we do all of the honey comes out of Winter, South Dakota. There's a huge honey farm out there run by a small family and kind of a sneaky, low-key thing. And there's a little gas station I want to give a shout-out to called a Little Feller. A little Little Feller. <laughs> In Winter, South Dakota. And that nice. loyal, small-town loyalty there, they fly through Queen Bee because, you know, we go get the, the Peterson's beer. And so it's kind of fun to do that. And you guys are a five-barrel, seven-barrel, or ten-barrel system? So it's five down in our tap room. And that's where about eighty percent of our beer that you get when you come down to the tap room is made, like twenty feet away from you. 
And then we have a 30 barrel with our canning line in production that's uh, doing all our mainstays and our distribution side of things. That's uh, 10 blocks away, you said? Uh, about that. It's kind of like Center of Sioux Falls. Yeah, if you just head west from our tap room on uh, 8th Street, it's about, uh, yeah, about 10 blocks or so. so. We'll say from the outside, though, you have no idea. It's a- no. No idea. <laughs> At one point, it was uh, indoor go-karts. And before that, it was like tire storage. So nice. it's got a little history to it. And then there's a... It's like what Drecker's story was, right? Yeah, they were also into go-karts. Get out of here. No, but that, that, that the fact that the building was just a, a building that was nothing. It was just storage. Yeah, and it's that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Brewers, I think, are tinkerers at heart. They want to see something. They can see some... You know, they can see the model before the artist kind of gets going at the clay. And then just taking it... and. Our philosophy has always been pretty simple, like bring it back to the wood and the stone and the brick and the steel, and you don't need to make it ultra-modern hip. I just love that warmer tones, and that's what we did on here, and we didn't really have a choice up at the other place because it's pretty dingy, but we made it work. So. Yeah, it looks good in here. you got some good wood and uh, you know, ah, your brick exposed. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> you got the exposed brick, and uh, it looks nice and crafty. It's, 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 over very, here. it's a very historical building in Sioux Falls, too. It was originally the Wilson Trading Company. It was built... About the turn of the 20th century, and uh, it was a, I guess, a receiving center from the railroad. Is that what you would kind of call it? Yeah, like, like where the tracks would come up, uh, the railroad cars would offload their stuff, and they'd leave out these doors here on the semi trucks, and they'd go out to town. So, all these brick and stuff like that, when we were sandblasting it clean, it looked like that suit that Homer Simpson's wearing in the beginning of Simpsons. I, <laughs> the nuclear thing going on there. Right, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool where you like sandblast some stuff off. You see some chicken scratch from the dock workers back in the day, like doing oh. their math on the pallets and something. Nice. It's cool history. So. Or when I first started, I was told that this is also apparently the first, he said bomb proof, but I think it's more <laughs> fireproof building built in South Dakota. This is literally a brick shit house. It is. <laughs> it's a brick giant shit house. That was going to be the older name of our brewery. Mighty, the mighty. shit house. No. <laughs> Letting it all hang it. out. All right. Anyways, so let's get to this beer here. So yeah. this is Queen Bee. Yeah. So this would have been my pick if the brewers hadn't picked it. So um, what? where did the name come from? A uh, little history, actually. There was, uh, on the Big Sioux River, actually, if you go down to the Falls Park, there's kind of the remnants of uh, that Sioux Quartzite that, that we're famous for, that kind of pink granite block or whatever. Yeah. And there was the Queen Bee uh, Honey Mill down there. Okay. Or the, sorry, not the Honey Mill, but the, the, the mill, like the grain mill they had out there. You can still see the foundations of it. So, kind of a historical thing tied to Sioux Falls and bees, honey. Why not? Makes sense. Right on. So. It's, it's like a... A very tongue-in-cheek nod. It's very explanatory. Self-explanatory, yeah. right? With the story. I wish it was self-explanatory, but you keep fucking <laughs> I talking. I keep fucking talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, yeah. What, you're all, vaccinated with a phonograph needle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I gotta know say, I'm killing it over here. <laughs> it's the chair. Now it's the chair. chair. No, that's uh, Groucho Marx from 1932. A little bit before my time. Even before my time. Now, this is real super clean, sweet. Yep. You get that honey. You, you, you smell the the base of it, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. The grain bill on this is really nice. One thing I've marked about uh, this and the worker bee is it's, it's got great sweetness. Uh, you know, they got the n- nice corn notes. Bit from earthy. That. Yeah. And there's no uh, boiled cabbage and feet, like I alluded to earlier. So it's oh. You could vet your boiled kettle. What a revolution. Does that cost extra? Thing. 
Uh, that costs you get the feet? Uh, a lot of uh, the feet. Well, it depends what you're into, I guess. But we can work something out. So. <laughs> Wikifeet.com. <laughs> I was uh, reminiscing on this beer the other day. So when you guys had first opened yeah. here, I wasn't working for Remedy yet. I worked at this restaurant. It's no longer open, but it's called Bros Brasserie. We had 16 craft taps, and we would do beer dinners. And I remember uh, Queen Bee was the pairing with the first course, which was like this really sweet squash soup. It sweetens up a pair so well with this beer. It's excellent. I'm pretty sure this was like the first Remedy beer that we sold out of in like two days. Nice. Wow. Nice. And that was, like I said, I think around the time that the tap room had first opened. I think that was yeah. mid to late 2017. I'm going to just shameless plug here because Donovan uh, started off there as a bartender and moved up to our events coordinator. So you can talk to Donovan and book your events at Remedy Bruco. Yes. I'm done now. Plenty promise. of space for events in the future. <laughs> yeah. Weddings, speaking of parties. Pl- speaking of plenty of space, your fucking outdoor space yeah. is huge. That patio bumping. It's a lot of fun. Dude, it's massive. It's a bit there. of a hidden gem, I would say. Yeah. I think there's a lot of folks we get who come in, they see that back patio and they go, I never knew you guys had this out here. And what the fuck is that thing made out of steel back there? What's that? You got this little oh, art piece. Oh, yeah. That's so. actually uh, part of what Sioux Falls kind of does together. It's uh, the downtown Sioux Falls Art Walk, where a bunch of artists essentially get paid to put statues all over different corners downtown Sioux Falls, and they just rotate them year and year and sell them out to Oh, right on. I think this year's thing was like old farm implements. You got like a ballerina made out of like a plow and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, cool. a, it's a weird little uh, structure out there. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. At one Makes point, sense. there was a chair that was like 20 feet high. He's like, someone is going to get hammered and trying to go sit on that. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Game of Thrones here going on. Sweet. Um, so, on, on the appearance, it's very got a really great color, golden color. Uh, the carbonation is great on this one. It, it's got good head retention. And uh, I really appreciate that. Nice honey, uh, fermented honey notes on the very back end and it lasts a while too it's got it's, some long legs yeah it's surprisingly easy to throw down your throat uh at 7.3 percent alcohol as yeah. well so it's very dangerous beer everyone's got a queen story you gotta yeah. watch your shit the joke we would make is uh it's it, it's catch the buzz was the phrase we used to use. <laughs> you sit down oh. you drink four queen bees thinking oh it's you know late, easy going cream ale and then you stand up and you're the knees it's go got, out like it's a baby got a little giraffe. Bit of a, a sting to it, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Look at you. Big buzz. Big buzz. Big buzz. Big connecting over here. We're going to see who makes the so worst I, dad joke today. <laughs> so, you have a competition. Honey, twice your age. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Hey. You um, didn't even know. Uh, you don't get a point because he didn't even know he told the joke. <laughs> so I agree with uh, not about the joke, but the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that honey sweetness. Uh, and the aroma, and then some maltiness, and then the, the, the taste. It's got a thick body, and I get that honey all the way through, long legs. It's really good. I really like this. And malty. Thick and malty. Thick. Thick malty. Thick. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Thick malty. My stripper names on the high school. Stripper names. All right, great. Uh, well, our next beer that we're going to try out is that Skullberry. Oh, yeah. So why don't you tell us about this one? Oh, God. This is another fun, like, how do you turn uh, victory into what was a defeat? It was when we were really, really kind of young. I think it was in our first year. And basically, it was supposed to be like a blueberry pancake with maple syrup and caramel, blah, blah, blah. And it just did not turn out. It wasn't what we wanted blah, blah, blah. to be. 
it was basically just incredibly like a fruit juicy blueberry bomb and a wheat beer. And like, well, we can't sell it as like a, a you know, super premium ultra high end because it's pretty low alcohol too. I mean, six five, it's a craft ale, I guess. But being the Minnesota Vikings cursed fans that we are, I'm like, hey, season's coming up. Let's just call it Skullberry and release it on uh, opening season day. And no shit, ESPN picked it up as one of the top 30, well, one of the uh, best beers named for football teams. It's uh, article still up. I'm not shitting yet. Where, really? Yeah, if you just Google, uh, uh, you know, Skullberry, ESPN, you'll, you'll find the article there. And you got a lot of good local press out of that. I'm like, huh, we're, we should probably make some more of that. And, the funny- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make money. <laughs> the funny- Boo, ESPN, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> the funniest part of that is like, not only does when the Vikings aren't performing well, not only do they make me mad on Sundays, then they people do not drink as much of that beer when the Vikings suck. Or like when the season's starting to go towards the south end, they don't want to drink it. But really? then when they're doing well, it fucking flies. Yeah, why of wouldn't course. they? Why wouldn't they drown their sorry yeah. sorrows? Their yeah. sorries. So the beer has a better record than the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. It's winning. But yeah, nice deep blueberry color not too much where it's like a smoothie type of beer i'd say but a good wheat base good amount of real uh blueberry puree to it and she's purple as all hell and easy to drink snozberries smell like snozberries so one thing we, we like around here is we like our weeded products um brews brews and reviews we like our weeded bourbons and we like our weeded beers uh, i thought you said weed products i was gonna say dude weed products <laughs> wrong podcast booze booze <laughs> Brews, booze, doobies, and reviews. Yeah, something. <laughs> buds. Probably buds. Buds and bongs. Yeah. Best buds. But uh, <laughs> but this is a fruity goodness. Uh, it's is got a really nice, soft, soft texture. Uh, only pure blueberry beer I've ever liked. Hey. I wrote blueberries and blueberries and blueberries. We, uh, it's like boo- yeah. blueberry, I take, the I cereal. Take shitty notes. <laughs> <laughs> then I put super clean. We're actually... Uh, I put crisp, but I think we mean the same thing. Canning this yep. now, and it's kind of one of those things when you go from like a home brewer to five barrel to 30, the scale kind of impresses you. This is one of those first ones where like four freaking 55-gallon drums of puree show up for each batch. You're like, holy shit, that's like a <laughs> lot of blue. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a lot of fruit. I hope it sells, and so far so good, but because they're like still have hope, but then, you know, we need the purple to get a couple W's. They got to do their part on us, so. Yeah, they're a little bit behind this It'd be year. nice if they did their God part. Yeah. Never count on it. But apparently Kirk Cousins is still the savior because he still is the only one of only six quarterbacks since... 2016 to have 100 touchdowns every year. 100 touchdowns every year? Or you don't know stats. Or whatever the fucking stat was. <laughs> the <laughs> record for touchdowns in the season, season, I think, is 55. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is so you're doing a great job, Knox. Sport it up. <laughs> sport it up. No, so that was, that's what Tyler said. Sports ball. Bruce, booze, and sports Come reviews. On, Be better at sportsing. Let's go. Yeah, sports I'm going to totally check this on break, too, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll make a fool out of myself. <laughs> sportsing <laughs> with Knox. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I would listen to that and subscribe. Really? Yeah. Gross. I'm an easy kid. You're gross. Listen here, you know, for $3 so got, a month. Go to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you guys' notes on this? But I mean, well, yeah, I do get some blueberry pancakes, but without the without I don't the get pancake. Syrup. I get blueberry and yeah, blueberry, and then maybe some uh, a little light maltiness and a little bit of bitterness. But it's mostly like uh, it's blueberries all up in your business, that's right? Yeah, and that's exactly where I wanted my blueberries. Perfect, directly in my business. <laughs> How about you, bigger? 
I'm still shaking my head. Sorry. No, I agree. Uh, <laughs> fruit, blueberries, uh, has a crisp finish to it. That's yeah. yeah, so just you it's an easy drinker. And I wrote it's, it. It's a crushable. It's not super like overpowering. I know I, I kept saying blueberries like that's like it's soul crushingly blueberry. But, like it's green belt blue or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was fine when it when it first came out. I got it. But after like a couple of months of having it, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of over this. It was the same beer that he opened months before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's I can't, it I can't finish it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we should gonna, take a break. Well, we're gonna do one more. We're gonna do one more beer. How about uh, we take a break? Come back and do four. A uh, hundred, dude. Like I have to pee like super bad. All right, we'll take a break. Thanks, listeners, what, what for do you supporting. Mean? You sampled sixteen beers and you didn't. Uh, you, you have to pee. I peed that? like thirty-eight times because I got a child's bladder. <laughs> nice. Must right. be the chair. Where'd you get it? <laughs> just down the road at your brew house. Yeah. Yeah, it was about 10 blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, we'll be right back. Brews, right. Booze, and Reviews would like to thank our sponsors at Bridgeview Liquors. Head on out to Bridgeview Liquors. They just started doing their events again, their their cocktail classes, their whiskey education stuff every Saturday. I'm excited to hit up some of those events, maybe learn something about what I'm talking about. They also have one of the best beer selections in town. Check out their Facebook page every Friday for the new inventory. Also, they have an ever-expanding whiskey selection, which I'm very excited about. I've seen some new things coming through there uh, that I haven't seen previously. So kudos, Bridgeview Liquors. Also, this just in, if you mention Brews, Booze, and Reviews, you get 10% off your purchase. Not just something that we've highlighted, not just on one of your items, it's your entire purchase, 10% off. Just mention the podcast at the time of checkout. So anyway, thanks again, Bridgeview Liquors. Check them out, bridgeviewliquors.com, or head to their Facebook page at Bridgeview Liquors. Reviews is sponsored in part by FargoUnderground.com, your one-stop online experience dedicated solely for those who work, live, and play in the beautiful and historic district of the Twin Cities of Fargo, North Dakota, and Moorhead, Minnesota. One of those ways that FargoUnderground.com is great is their food truck locator. Located when you hover over the food tab, you can click on that tab and it will bring you to a screen that has the full schedule of participating food truck vendors in the FM area. All time is subject to change. When you click on the full schedule tab, you can search by date and location on where you can find the food truck in that area. It also features food trucks that are on location the day you are currently checking by default. So stop by FargoUnderground.com and check out their food truck locator today for all your favorite fast food grub. Once again, that's FargoUnderground.com. All right, welcome back from our ad break. And the next beer we have to talk about right today is the Highland Bison. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, pretty close. Highland Bison. Oh my god! It's like, what, well, what is it? I just think a Highland Bison. There can only be one Highland Bison. Uh, gotcha. All right, we got that going on then. All right, so uh, and so this is a collaboration, right? It is. This is a beer made uh, with our friends over at Take Sixteen Brewing in uh, Laverne, Minnesota. 
And uh, basically how we got to cut together is we're both producers of uh, Hefeweizen, like year-round. So we threw our Hefe yeast strain in it, they threw their Hefe yeast strain in it, and we a little, uh, churched it up a little bit with uh, Dunkelweizen, a couple more, uh, you know, darker kind of... It was a yeast orgy. Things. Yes, pretty more or less. They, they a yorgy. <laughs> Trademark, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I basically the long story short of this one is like, it's banana bread and glass. And if you don't like that, then... And you can get Fuck out. Off. The, yeah. the get out. You get out. This is my house. Yeah, I love banana bread and glasses. As a matter of fact, uh, this is the best Dunkle Bison I've ever had. My first note was nanners. Nanners? Nanners. I like it. Yeah, banana bread and bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was wrote, good God, that's great. Uh, those are my tasting it. notes. No, I think <laughs> when we released that on Oktoberfest three weeks ago now, uh, that was pretty much the only one that I was drinking. I mean, I was sampling the other ones from the beer fest, but I was always like, oh, I like this one. <laughs> it's just a, it's an absolute killer. It really is. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on it besides what we just said, um, just because it, it, it's those things, it's those things perfectly. And there's not much else to say other than I would drink this a lot and very often. The day is young. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we haven't talked about our ratings at all, but I rated this one a six because, like I said, this is the best Uncle Bison ever had. So uh, I can't rate any higher than that. And they're wondering out of So typically when we do, you know, when we do taproom takeovers, we don't really rate the beers. We just want to talk about them, you know, or with people. On the show, normally we rate, and uh, beers are on a scale of zero to six. So six is uh, very good. Sometimes you have to give the scale or else you sound like an asshole. Six out of six ten. Out right out of right. Sixth place. No, there's not very... I think there's only maybe one beer that's got a unanimous six from all of us uh-huh. ever. Well, and we've had some close to six that were all, all sixes, but... Um, yeah, this is a this is a very impressive beer. Yeah, I love this one, guys. Yeah, we're, we're happy with our relationship with other guys over in Laverne there, Take 16, and just hell of a beer. And it's been a real, real club crowd pleaser i can't speak anymore yeah uh, welcome to my world the, the crowd pleaser 17 years later but uh yeah no awesome beer banana there's this little bit of tanginess at the very end too that's really really cool uh, the, yeah and this is gonna be one i take home oh, for sure yeah. and share with my friends for sure definitely get it before it's gone you know it's a seasonal oktoberfest beer too so it's uh yeah, not a year might make appearance for a little while i mean i would hope we make this one again in the yeah. future but yeah i i there's no reason that you shouldn't just steal from Take 16 and don't tell them about it. All right. We'll just sneak in the middle of the night. <laughs> Some real covert I'm operation sure they stuff. don't listen to us. Nice. We'll fix that. All right. Well, so I get mm-hmm. that banana on the aroma and maybe some clove mm-hmm. and then some malt earthiness at the end. And the taste is, yeah, bubblegum, banana, like you said, banana bread. Uh, it's very thick, coats the tongue, flavor stays with you for a while. It's got good legs. I'll say the well, se- well, thank you. Thanks. I was looking right at you. I would say the secret to a good uh, old world German style, be it a Heffy, be it a Dunkelweizen, is you got to remember these beers were brewed with like no sanitation and open wood vats for a thousand years. So you so, clean nothing. So I lick it first. <laughs> don't get in gym socks. No, just, <laughs> no, just, just stress the yeast as far as like under pitch the shit out of it and kind of beat up the yeast and then make that really nice banana clovey flavor that you get out of it. Just talk down to it for a while. Yeah, it no good. You don't know who your father is. So you could make a good bread if it saved your life. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That would put me down. Yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> All right, the next beer we're going to talk about is the Hellas If I Know. Uh, this is the one that's got some smoke on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a little bit of it's a very rock. light. Yeah. No water. It's Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a very, very faint smoke, but it's there for sure. It looks like a nice, crispy boy lager. Yeah. Is what it looks like. So traditionally, the Hellas is yeah, you're right on. It's really close to like a you know a German pill style, just a little bit more up in the nose at the dry hop, but uh, tossed in a little bit of a smoke malt to it to give it just a kiss, uh, that little kind of earthy smokiness to it. Yeah, and I think that's what other breweries need to be doing is just a kiss and not like. Dumping in the whole campfire in the, in the thing and just, ugh. Like a little bit more of an ace freely, a little bit less of the. Sure. We'll go with that analogy well, there. You know, I think this beer would have been good for the rum ham tincture that we did. Oh, rum ham. So, <laughs> we did, we did a couple tinctures in the past of Queen Bee, and there was one that I'd come up with that took a while to make, but it was essentially we did a white rum with maraschino cherry, pineapple, and some clove, you know, like what you dress a ham with. And we put it in the queen bee because we're like, honey beer, honey ham. Queen bee's pretty versatile with uh, tinctures, but then we did use liquid smoke, kind of like an artificial smoke. But now I'm thinking about it, I feel like the smokiness from that Hellas would complement perfectly and get a nice, sweet ham Donovan's flavor. always on the rum ham. That's his favorite. Yeah, it's I, I just really want to make a ham. rum ham beer. Just float out in the, the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, that deserves one of these, as a matter of fact. But no, oh, you're doing a great there job. There it is. Yeah. I'm doing a great job. Yeah, you should take our time. Take the time, yeah. So good. So the hell's if I know, I, I get a little bit of that smoke on the aroma. Um, some maltiness again. Uh, and then the flavor is like just malty, thick, smoke, but not overwhelming. Um, it's very crushable. I, I can't I like read my notes. I think I wrote Olay Mast. I'm not sure what that means. But it's earthy. There's that, that <laughs> earthiness to it. Old Mast. Um, when I first tried it, I thought there was maybe a little bit of tartness there at the end, but also not really. It, I don't know. Sometimes on those Hellas's and those true German pills, you get a little bit of sulfur bite at the end. That's just just a pinch of sugar. Yeah, and it's gone. That might be. I think that's what it was. Tingly's on the side of my the, the back side of my tongue. The beer makes a tingle. I get that. Like yeah. That. yeah. I think the as it warms up a little bit, I think that smoke comes out a little even a little bit more at the end. Yeah, it's a tasty bastard. Yeah. So this one, this was my choice uh, for what the been for the Queen Bee. And then you picked well. Thank you, Bigger. It was great. Thank you for thanking me. You got it, buddy. <laughs> well, let's get into the sours, gentlemen. Uh, the next two we're going to have up are the Armoretto Sour and the Army of Tartness Sour. Uh, I think we're going to start with the Armoretto Sour. Donovan's uh, snagging it here now. So tell us about this one. And this was really interesting, how, how this came about. So all of our uh, our facility downtown is a clean facility, meaning we don't introduce a lot of like the natural spontaneous from bugs. Everything's done uh, with our kettle sours with actually just non-fat Greek yogurt. We use the bugs out of there. There's some lactobacillus plantain and some other stuff in there that's lovely. So that's how we kettle sour a lot of our base. Uh, the amaretto side of things, uh, it's actually got some house roasted almonds in it. It's got some vanilla beans and it's got a little bit of tart cherry just to kind of get a little pink hue to it and make it a pretty beer. Well, that's important. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's that, a pretty beer. This is like the the 
the only beer I've ever had that I, I thought, wow, I can really like taste cashews or almonds or something on on the taste and the flavor in this one. It doesn't matter what nuts, as long as they're in your mouth, right? Right, correct. That's correct. That's true. I <laughs> second that. You would. You brought it. That's I why you're sucking at nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should drink more. Yes. Yeah. So I think mm. I'm good at that. So, so this this amaretto. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. interesting. You're no George Strait, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I, I get straight cashews at first. And I then that like dark so- cherry after that. Okay. Some vanilla settles in, makes it everything kind of meld together. Nice. I get nutty, kind of earthy. And some sort of sweetness, maybe from vanilla. And the you, initial sour on this one is pretty extreme, yeah. and uh, I like that. It, it goes away real quick, though. It's like sour as fuck, gone nuts. I mean, and you were saying that your kettle sour you pitch with yogurt, uh, yeah. Greek plain yogurt, right? That's one of the things I caught off uh, a website, you know, actually, a wiki group called Milk the Funk. And it's all about like <laughs> out there brewers doing crazy shit. And one of the side little notes of the thing was uh, people kettle souring their their beers with a non-fat Greek yogurt. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Did on the homebrew scale like this. I, I like this. It's more complex. And you said earlier that you like playing with live things. Yeah, like live organisms. It depends how you take that. You go too far on that. You're the kid that's torturing the, the hornet's nest with the stick, and then all of a sudden, like, yep, yep, I, I see what that guy's a serial killer. But no, uh, yeah, it's just fun. Taking unorthodox methods, some would say, and then making them work for you because every kettle sour is essentially a controlled infection, but in a good way to make good, <laughs> good lactic acid in the beer. So mm-hmm. It's better for me than just pouring in a jug of lactic acid. I think it's more complex, it's much more fun to make, and it's just, it just tells a cool story. So, so tell me about the nuts, yeah. uh, how the flavor you got in this beer. You, uh, you actually toasted some actual nuts. We did. So, and how did you do that? So, pure, uh, non-salt or anything like almonds, just not cooked or anything, and then we um, basically just all took a pan home and oven-broasted them at home, so our home smelled lovely, and there's basically like three or four of those giant, like, baker sheets that people see in restaurants and on the giant racks, and then uh, we take those after they're done toasting, and we stick uh, basically in the muslin, muslin bags, however you want to say it, the cheese pot bags. Okay. And then we hang those from the fermenting arm directly in the beer after it's done fermenting to soak up a lot of the different oils and that toasted almond flavor to it. So This is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun beer because it's super sour right away. That drops off. Then you get that almond and then you get like vanilla at the very end. Yep, definitely some vanilla bean. It's exactly what I wrote down. I get shudnai uh, and then it smooths out and you get that... Um, Vanilla at the end with the nuts. Yeah, it, tasty as fuck. There you go. I simply said this is such a wonderfully different brew, and I really definitely, I definitely wanted to talk about it. So I'm glad you guys wanted to bring that one up. But this next one is also kind of a crazy sour. This is your army of tartness, and you use uh, some tart cherries and some midnight wheat in this midnight one to give it that dark wheat. color. And that Mid- chocolatey flavor. Midnight Weed is a it's a fantastic uh, alternative to either black malt or written by Lou Graham. Chocolate malt. <laughs> <laughs> the chair, he says. The chair. <laughs> yeah. 
everything that midnight weed, yeah, midnight weed is like a big chocolate note to it without actually having to add any chocolate uh, nibs or anything like that. And it also makes it nice and dark. Nice dark color, like on a not quite pitch black, but on the very dark side of a dark brown. And then, yeah, again, uh, tart cherries and some vanilla beans. It's a big dark fruit type nose on this, like a like a jam. What particular uh, vanilla beans did you use? Just any? Or, uh, I mean, there's Indonesian and, and Indian. And... Lately, the stuff he's been getting has been Madagascar, I believe. Okay. And a uh, local uh, spice and herb shop in town carries that in Sioux Falls. A bunch of different nice fresh stuff. So. Fantastic. I, I wrote this down, and I know it's there's not in here, but I wrote down smoke, question mark. Okay. A little bit on the aroma. I mean, and then it's some that, kind of earthiness. Midnight, yeah. midnight wheat? Yeah. yeah. That was the name of our death metal group in high school. But we were kind of nice. So So you were nice metal. We're midnight, but also wheat, flowing. Like a church Like rocker. my hair back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> the newsboys, sort of. Did you say like a church bathroom? Church rock group. I don't oh, know church bathroom. rock group. Okay. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, like newsboys. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. like a church, church bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> what the fuck not? I was part of an acoustic group, <laughs> a, uh, acoustic Christian group called Waiting for Rain, spelled R-E-I-G-N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, can I quit the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great name, wasn't it? All right, sure, sure. So yeah, I get that chocolate. You know, it's from the midnight wheat, and the grain bill on this is just fantastic. I love it. And you get you hear in the background some of that chislet cooking up. And we yeah. had some chislet today, and it was wonderful. We still have a couple pieces left. And if you don't know what that is, you haven't been to South Dakota. That's all I'm saying. Pretty much, I think. Any yeah, all the places that we've kind of been around that have food and bar food has chislet on the menu, and I think I've only seen it once in Fargo. Yeah. You know, regional dialects and regional stuff. And uh, we love this the beer. This beer, anyway. This beer, yes. Yes. But Jay, you, you, cook food, food, uh, you cook good food here, too. Sorry, I can't even fucking talk. You cook good. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good cook. All right. Me, like beer. <laughs> right? Look at all us cavemen just sitting around, word. <laughs> Wordsmithing. But yeah, this this is a very tart cherry. Yeah. Um, Really, uh, it's really vibrant. That's what I wrote down. Anyway. Um, I really enjoy that. There's just that, um, you know, we're talking about that midnight wheat, but it, it adds like just a hint of chocolate. Yep. It's not like a bunch. It's not like a bolo. This is mostly like a really vibrant, souring cherry yep. with that little hint right at the back end. I This is my pick. It's one of my favorites. I fucking think this is a crushal. Crushel. A crushel beer? Yeah, I want a crushel of beers. I want a whole bushel of this crushel bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I rubbing off on you a little bit? I'm a there? big bucket of dumb. <laughs> I'm worse than you. All right. So the next beer that we're going to have is non existent. Uh, that was it. Oh, oh yeah. we do have some honorable mentions. Yes, we do have some honorable mentions. Those are um, whole day. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, first honorable mention I wanted to discuss with you is the uh, Sacking a York. Yes. Now, I really like this one because of that golden biscuity malty flavor on this pale ale. Uh, that has to do with the esters coming from the, uh, the English, British English yeast strain, English yeast strain that you use. Uh, and it was really wonderful. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely taking some of that home as well. And uh, the pensive steeds. Mm-hmm. Dude, that sacking New York. It, did you guys get watermelon? Was that just me? Watermelon and like rind? Yeah, it was that, that uh, fruity ester that comes from the, uh, the British yeast. Yeah, I English thought it was yeast. like a fruit biscuit. 
<laughs> I enjoyed that was, it. That was, was really a, good. It was a fun one to drink. And then the uh, pensive steeds that you got, Belma and you cannot hops on this one and you said it was like a strawberry yeah uh people tend to say that uh belma is a big strawberry flavor both in mm-hmm. kettle and in dry hop and she was also on scooby-doo yeah oh, okay well that was belma oh oh what about strawberry you say belma that's a castlevania right belma there's oh, a steak that's where that uh, horses race for it's where dracula's from i don't yeah. think horses eat steak that's uh, well, is that cannibalism. Belmont steaks. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that's just species cooperation. Right there. <laughs> We're, We're all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking great. I'm every no, But I do gotta say that it was a nice, uh, uh, a very you know nice hazy double IPA there. Uh, the fruit flavors on that, I I haven't experienced anything like that on any of the IPAs I've had yet. So. I just want to give you props for that pensive steeds. Uh, what's with that name, anyway? Oh, gosh. Uh, Google it. I swear <laughs> to God, it's not dirty. But Will like Pornhub come up? Sure, sure. <laughs> That's how I start Another tab every of it. You, you know like, those are formulated to your own search history, too, right? So just be careful about that. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> no. uh, it's kind of, it'll make sense where there's a, a series of memes, I guess, where they take old, like, Hardy Boys books and kind of those old funny covers <laughs> and stuff like that, and they put titles that aren't dirty, per se, mm-hmm. but, like, are really awkward descriptions of what actually is happening on the book, so. Yeah, <laughs> That's one of the more fun ones, I guess. Pensive steeds. Uh, Horses that are scared and stable, I'm guessing. Uh, exactly they, what I was thinking. Nailed it. See, <laughs> pensive, to me, it just sounds like an author. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, a horse just... Right away at a typewriter. <laughs> he doesn't have along. hands, Donovan. How's he going to do that? That's That's got your, you just got <laughs> you got bigger buttons on your keyboard. Yeah, like old people phone times a thousand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that just reminds me of Monty Python and the coconuts, the clip clop. <laughs> I fucking love that. Anyways, hey guys, uh, why don't you tell our listeners about your your brewery here? Like, what what are the hours? What's the address? Yeah, so we are at uh, downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 401 East 8th Street. Uh, typically open about 3 o'clock during the week. Uh, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays we're open at noon to about midnight. And yeah, uh, food menu, nice, warm, vibrant space. Patio, while the weather's getting, I suggest to get at it. And then just every time we're rotating our tap list constantly down here. So Beautiful. How about you, Donovan? Yeah, yeah, no, I would say... Social uh, medias? We've got... Yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I heard there's a Twitter somewhere, but I, I think one tweet see it, so... Um, <laughs> Just but I mean, tweet. Outside of that, definitely most of our uh, big public events you'll see advertised on Facebook. And who um, runs those events, Don? I do that. <laughs> well, most of them, at least. So, yeah, we do uh, private... ones. We do private and public <laughs> events here. A lot of the private events we typically will do will be uh, wedding rehearsal dinners, birthday parties, podcast. graduation parties, podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> we had, uh, this summer, a couple big weddings they rented out our whole patio we do offer that quinceaneras not so much the quinceaneras surprisingly uh the 15 year olds can't drink here so well, that's right but there have been a, a lot couple high school graduations and it's always bizarre when most of the guests are under 21 so it's like the parents will have our beer and then they'll just kind of like yeah we're gonna host at the brewery but even so we <laughs> get a lot of different uh small events like that but then throughout the year we have um pretty much the big three uh, patio public events. We the do. big three are uh, Air Guitar Championships. Yes. 
right? Cornholes. <laughs> we actually did do a cornhole competition this summer. We uh, we got brand new boards for it. We did a it was a fundraiser. We paired with the uh, the banquet here in Sioux Falls and raised some money for that. But no, we do a Queen Bee Day, which is pretty much our big first uh, summer patio party. Um, well, that's typically when we'll do like the tinctures for Queen Bee. We'll have different flavor variants on them. Um, we usually get in some local like plant stores to do kind of like a pop up shop. We'll had we had a mobile axe throwing booth this year, and nice. then uh, and nobody could ever hit the target because the fucker wouldn't stop. Even Donovan's like, "Are you fucking uh, kidding me?" So I walked. He's the, the king. He's the king. He's the king. But then uh, our second event we do uh, mid-July is our anniversary party. So we just celebrated our four-year anniversary this last summer. Um, usually just a big patio party in general, food specials, music. This year we actually got uh, Judd Hoos, who are a pretty popular local oh, yeah. uh, yeah. yep. South Dakota band. We uh, sponsored their tour, and they came and put on a show for us. And it was it was such a good time. And then uh, Oktoberfest. We do Oktoberfest at the last weekend of September. And that's always just kind of the last big hoorah before it starts to get cold. You know, kind of everybody's heading back to school. It's Is that where you play as... nails into the wood? Yes, we do actually have Hammerschlag. No, we don't. We got Hammer Nail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Hammerschlag right. is actually a, a trademark. license. the rules for that shit, too. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, you know, we'll have different events. In the past, we'd had uh, pumpkin bowling. One year, we had uh, dachshund races. Um, we'll always do our shine holding competition, and that's always a, kind of the big main event where you sign up, you get your 32-ounce stein full of beer, and you got to hold it out as long as you can. You can't bend your elbow. You can't put your thumb up on there. You, How can't, you can't do the thumb in. on there? Nope. Nope. And How, it's tough. It's How hilarious. long was the winner? Like, oh, what's so the, what was the championship? Winner, this year's winner went for about five and a half minutes. Holy wow. shit. Well, the world record is, I think, a little under 20 minutes. Jesus. 20 minutes. We had a guy go about 13 one year. Like, that's one crazy. of the best times in the country. But you notice, most of the time, if you have big, broad shoulders and, like, the big biceps, it's so much easier to just lock in your elbow and hold on to it. Because, like, there was guys who came and signed up who were, like, just twigs and they're like yeah i'm gonna do stein holding and then like a minute in they're like leaning back shaking <laughs> right, just, like trying not to spill just it spill just beer everywhere your life and then i think in the women's division i want to say the winner went for about three and a half minutes and, and so i mean in general it's one of those things where you hear about it and you're like i could hold out a mug you know I for guess a long I could time do maybe but, 47 seconds mm. i'm kind of a person <laughs> that's because you'll you'll end up drinking the beer yeah, it's like, yeah right yeah, fuck it why is it so far away? The temptation <laughs> is just too much. Yeah. You can't handle it. But. I'm weak. Someone give me a long straw. Crazy straw. <laughs> not just weak in the arms, but mentally. Uh, I'm not sharp. Yeah, at Oktoberfest, too, we uh, will do a beer fest where we'll invite in a bunch of different breweries from around the region. Um, that's kind of where the uh, the Highland Bison, the collaboration with Take 16, came from. Uh, we had another collab. We did it for, with the Sioux City Brewery um, called Mardo Brewing. Yeah. Um, and we had, I think... Was it thirteen other breweries set up out back? Each one brought a couple kegs in, and basically, I love beer you buy like a that. ticket, you get a cup, you get as many small pours as you like, and you can vote for your favorite. Um, so oh, I mean, it was that's really cool. That, uh, it was a great time, huge turnout. I mean, you know, with with it being the year after everything with COVID, I think that we're kind of always like what's the turnout going to be like this compared to previous years? Are people still nervous about going out? You know, how is that going to work out? But I mean, I think this was one of our biggest Oktoberfests and we were just blown away. And usually it would be a weekend event. We just decided we're going to toss everything on one day, make it a really big party and 
we had just a packed house the entire day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. Good on you guys. Yeah, outside of that, you know, we also do our, uh, we have weekly trivia. Uh, we're going to be bringing back weekly bingo uh, pretty soon, I think. So, I mean, we just in general Sorry, are trying to that. have a lot of stuff going on throughout the week. To always bring <laughs> <people> <laughs> What's it's the equipment? I'm just not a bingo guy myself. Yeah, uh, I, hey, it's I easy. Had to, I had to call bingo for years when I was a blackjack dealer and uh, immediately just went, yeah, I fuck bingo. Well, the way but, it's got to be done by so, 6 o'clock because that's when murder she wrote starts. <laughs> Some people love it. See, well, bingo, we uh, we hosted it for a little while there, and then we kind of took a little break from it. But we are a pet-friendly brewery, so a lot of people were bringing their dogs. They there, was, there was one time that my girlfriend and I came in, and we were like, let's bring one of our cats in. Like, he's pretty good on a harness. It's fine. And we bring him in on bingo night, and as soon as they start spinning the bingo wheel, he just digs his claws in my leg. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, no. So, don't bring your cats to bingo night. But. It's an easy way to get around it, though. You just give away uh, free uh, beer tabs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, that looks funny. Here's a beer token. <laughs> I mean, that's typically how you we do it on trivia. Is, uh, them. I've got free drink tokens I'll give away during trivia. And more often than not, I tell people, if you make me laugh or you make a good reference, then I'll give you a drink token. Earn it. Like, you'd kill it. So but you basically yeah. what you're saying is I'd have a shit ton of tokens yeah. in front of me right now. Yes. Perhaps. Right now. Perhaps. Be making it rain. There's, <laughs> there's definitely like that one time at my joke. <laughs> that one oh. time. There's a there's a handful of times where like a team gets a token early on and then every single time they don't know an answer, they just try to put down the funniest thing they can. And I'm like, you guys are hilarious, but I can't give you all the tokens. Right. So, like they're not in into it anymore, they're just in it to get all the tokens. That feels like you didn't study for a test and you're like, I don't know, professor, like fucking seven, you know. <laughs> it was a story problem. <laughs> this is English. Oh man. Well, it was great being here in, in Sioux Falls. Uh, you can be found on Facebook at uh, Remedy Brewing or Bruco, or yep. what is the at on that? Just, uh, yeah, at Remedy Bruco. Okay. And uh, Instagram is Remedy Bruco SF. That would be for Sioux Falls for the layman out there who doesn't know. So fresh. I thought it was for a short fella. Yeah, yep, you got it. We just don't like them short folks right here. And then our website is uh, remedybrewco.com as well. You can find a lot of info on upcoming events, our tap list, our food menu, and then if you're looking to book an event as well, we've got a tab for that where you can send in uh, kind of what you're looking to do. And in general, I mean, I feel like we just try to keep a lot of our general info about what's going on down here on the website. So if you don't have social media, head down to remedybrewco.com and uh, you can learn all about us. And you also offer some ciders and some uh, wine and mead? Yes. So we carry uh, ciders from uh, Blake's, Schilling, and Bee Nectar. We unfortunately don't make any of our own ciders quite yet. Uh, we, do have, we started making our own seltzer, which is kind of nice. I know for a bit there when everyone was really hopping on the seltzer train we started carrying white claw for a little bit which I feel like was almost kind of a meme within the staff was getting the white <laughs> so no outside loss. of that though we also carry uh, several different uh, kind of single serve brands of wine just something a little something for everybody I mean you know when when I was bartending, the big thing is people would come and say, oh, I don't like beer. And it's like, well, we get it. Everyone has their own taste. So, you know, we've got a sweet wet red. we got a sweet white. we got a, you know, more of a dry red and white. So we uh, try to keep a little bit of something for everybody. But ideally, you know, we hope that you'll kind of make your way into our beer selection. And 
beers like our Queen Bee or our uh, Premium Light Lager, the Dakota Classic, those ones uh, you end up finding a lot of people will will t- test those and they'll be like, you know, I don't drink beer, but this one's actually really good. It's right? like, yes, we got you. That's those. how you hook them. You just haven't had the right one yet. Exactly. <laughs> Wine and uh, seltzer and uh, mead type of stuff is for like gluten free, gluten reduced. Since we use a lot of barley and a lot of gluten goes to our brew house, we don't feel safe making a quote unquote gluten reduced beer. So that's why we're bringing like a, a lot of the meads and stuff like that there. And then our kitchen's actually got some vegan-friendly options and vegetarian options, too, as well. So. Right on. And we do carry a couple of uh, non-alcoholic uh, beverages as well through uh, Lagunitas, as well as like, soft drink soda. So it's we are, beer. we're in all-ages uh, tap room. You the know, hobby people can come in with their, with their babies. People can come in with their great-great-grandparents, and all are welcome here. That's great. Well, I gotta say, Tyler Donovan, it's been nice have uh, having you know coming here and talking to you about your beers and your brewery, and uh, I I really enjoyed myself. How about you guys? Thank you. That was awesome, time. Thank it. you so much. Yeah, I was I great. Love I feel like I killed it. This is <laughs> I mean, you guys were awesome. <laughs> I, <enjoyed it. laughs> I just poured the beers. So. Thank you, guys. It's been a blast. So yeah. Well, great. Well, at the end of every episode, we'd like to say thank you to our sponsors for supporting our show. And we want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you, we say, may your glasses be full and your spirits high. Cheers. This has been a Predica Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Follow us on all social medias at Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You, too, can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale and additional content available on Patreon. New content coming always because it's fun to come always.